Flip to Freedom, episode number 24. Hello again, this is Sean Terry from the Flip to Freedom podcast. I'd like to welcome you to episode number 24. Now, I am here to help you escape the nine to five and live the lifestyle of your dreams by learning how you can make an absolute fortune flipping properties in your spare time, even if you're brand new and you've never, ever bought real estate before. You have no credit. You have no cash. Um, even if you don't know anything about real estate, you cannot learn how to do this through this podcast. All right. Now, in this episode, we are going to talk about how to find deep discount properties. And we're going to focus on simplicity because there are literally hundreds of ways to find these properties. But I'm going to give you the three absolute best ways. Um, and this is a continuation from the series on a fast fast start to your very first big check. Um, in episode number 22, we talked about the secret to finding cash buyers. Definitely listen to that. It's the first step. The second um, one in episode 23 is on building your real estate investment dream team, which is important. In this episode, we're going to talk about finding deep discount properties, the top three ways to find these properties. Um, what exactly are we looking for? Um, what to say, what the objective is. Um, and I'm actually going to break this down into two episodes. In the uh, next episode, we're going to talk about how to evaluate the deal, um, how to negotiate with the seller, um, and uh, how to get the contract. Now, I also have two questions um, from a couple different people. Uh, first one is from Corey Smith, and he asked about subject to deals. Uh, what is um, in, inside the mind of a buyer when they're looking to buy a subject to deal? What's the benefit for them? And uh, I'll answer that question for him at the end of the show. Also, to um, uh, a question from James regarding Craigslist, um, their procedures now, and I will uh, answer that at the end as well. Also, I want to thank uh, the people, a couple different people who put uh, reviews into iTunes, who actually went into the iTunes store and submitted reviews, and I really, really appreciate your nice comments. Thank you so much for doing that. That definitely helps in the ranks. Uh, the first one is um, is for is dollar cents. I think is uh, is the uh, the handle I get for that. And uh, thank you very much for that. And Sweet Mac, um, thank you very much for submitting review. I greatly appreciate that. Now, if you haven't done so already, you can go to flip2freedom.com, flip2freedom.com. Um, you'll see a video of me on the front page. There's a place where you can put your email. And uh, if, you, if you put your uh, email in there, I will email you a link um, to a page to where you can download a, a free book, 129-page book. It's a comprehensive blueprint on how to quit your job in 19 weeks or less. And I pretty much go through everything in this book from start to finish on exactly how to go out and make money in real estate. Um, I've got a lot of great reviews on it. I've had people say that they have paid you know upwards to a th over $1,000 for the exact same information I'm giving away for free. So if you haven't done that, go to flip2freedom.com and you can get that for free. And um, also to the uh, Flip to Freedom Academy uh, premium coaching program is going to be released uh, this week um, for uh, actually the I'm going to have a series of videos that will show exactly how to do this business. And you can actually take this information and use it and apply it and start making money immediately um, if you want to have uh, hands on uh, someone that can hold your hand through the process, someone to call. Um, then we're going to actually have a, a Flip to Freedom, a premium coaching program um, that I will work with uh, only 50 people um, out of that. And it's a first come, first serve basis. So keep uh, an eye out in your email. You'll be seeing information um, coming up on this shortly. All right, now let's get into it. Let's talk about how to find deep discount properties. All right. Now, first off, let's, uh, let's look at, um, it's almost like the best way I can explain it is this. It's like digging for gold. You know, if you're going to dig for gold, right? Well, first off, you want to, you know, first off, you know, figure out where the gold is, you know, and, you know, you're going to, you're going to do some research, kind of figure out where the actually gold is, and then you're going to start digging. You're going to have your tools, right? You're going to have a shovel and you're going to have a pick and you're going to have an axe, whatever it is, and you're going to start digging for gold. And when you start digging for gold, now think about this. Think about if you, um, you, you had no idea what gold was, you know, you were, you were just, you were looking for gold, you knew it was there and you knew it was valuable, but you had no idea what gold was. You didn't know the difference between a rock and a piece of gold or a piece of dirt and a piece of gold. 
That's what it's like when you're uh, first starting out in your marketing for motivated sellers. You don't know the difference between dirt and gold. And the rule of thumb is this. For every 25 leads that you get, one of those is actually going to be a gold nugget. One of those is going to be um, the one that's going to uh, that's going to work, and there are going to be a motivated seller, and you're going to be able to turn that uh, into a profit. So what happens is you're going to have 25, actually 24 of the leads that come in that's going to be dirt. And I was talking to a gentleman here um, uh, locally that I'm uh, working with uh, on, on doing a couple of deals, and he, he got a lead that came in and and uh, and he's like, is it, is it one? Is it, you know, this is a great lead. It's like the first lead that came in. And, and I was like, dude, that, that's dirt. That is, that is such dirt. It's not even funny. If a guy's like, listen, I want 170,000 and all the comps are in the, you know, 140 to 120,000, you know, and we got to be at least at the 60, 70, 80,000, the guy's adamant that he wants 170. Well, Hey, guess what? That's dirt because the motivation level is not there. So when you start doing this, now for me, I can I can know, I know exactly what gold looks like. I know exactly what gold sounds like when I'm talking to a motivated seller and what their urgencies are and what they're looking to do. And because I've, I've done so many deals, but when you get first start, you know, determining the difference is, is by far um, the most difficult part. But what happens is once you do two or three or four or five or six deals and you take calls and and uh, you uh, deal with this marketing information, the calls that are coming in, you'll determine very quickly what the what the, what the difference is. So we're going to get into that too and exactly determining the difference between um, what is dirt and what is gold. Okay. All right. So now let's talk about the marketing, right? Because we are going to, we got to get the phone to ring. We got to get um, 25 for every 25 calls, right, 25 leads that we have, we got to get one piece of gold. So the, the difference between uh, someone that's massively successful and the person and an investor that's not is that the person that is massively successful uh, gets these 25, 50, uh, 75, 100 leads in coming in all the time, and they, they have those leads coming in fast. That's the only difference between me and you. I, I have leads. I have set up my system um, between these marketing methods to have leads coming in all the time. I'm always looking at different deals uh, that, that are that are coming my way, and that is the difference. I mean, and, and the, the, what's great about it? It's not rocket science. You don't have to be brilliant. You don't have to be smart. You don't have to be, you know, some negotiation guru. You don't have to be whatever. The bottom line is, is the more leads you get, the more deals you'll get. And the more money you'll make. That's it. So all you got to do is start cranking up on the lead lead generation, and you'll start making more money. All right. Now the first, the top three ways, okay, that we uh, can find deep, deep deep discount properties. And I use these three, and you've heard me talk about them if you listen to the previous episodes. And I use these three because they work. Because you'll get results. Um, I've done pretty much every known marketing method um you know and these are the three best now i'm not saying you don't do uh anything else for marketing um but when you're first starting out use these because i know they work you will get results um you will get the leads and you will have motivation uh motivated buyers uh, motivated sellers calling you uh to sell their properties and then once you start establishing and you have a, a routine that you're marketing every single month uh then you can start adding different sources uh, to get the phone ring uh, even more. So let I me mean, think about it. If you get you know fifty to a hundred leads a month that are coming in, um, you can increase that easily by just adding different mechanisms um, or marketing methods to increase that for you. All right. First one is the yellow letter campaign. That's number one. Number two is banded signs, and number three is internet marketing. Those are by far uh, my three top. Um, results for getting uh, leads and getting leads quickly. Now let's talk about yellow letters. All right, what is a yellow letter first, right? Well, um, a yellow letter <clears throat> is basically a handwritten letter um, that you send to a, a, a list, okay? And, the, and we'll get into the list here in a second. But a yellow letter is a handwritten on a yellow piece of pad of paper. It's handwritten and it's um, personalized. Um, you know, theoretically, let's say you have a, a, a guy named, you know, 
family name, named uh, Joe Smith or whatever. You say, uh, Dear Joe Smith, I'd like to buy your house on so-and-so address. If you're interested, please call me at so-and-so number. Make sure it's a local number that they can call. It's very easy. It's simple. It's short. If you want to get an example of what a yellow letter looks like, you can um, download my book. It's inside my book at uh, flip2freedom.com, and you can uh, download that for free. And it'll give uh, information on exactly how to uh, market with yellow letters. But um, I advocate this because it works and because of the personalization of the letter and the way it's written, you get about 11 to 15% response rate. So if you send out 100 letters, you're going to get you know anywhere from 11 to 15 people calling you or more um, that are looking to sell their house or interested in selling their house. Now, back to this letter. Now, it's personalized on a yellow pad of paper. It's in an invitation-style envelope, okay? It has a real stamp. It's not bulk. And it's personalized on front with the, um, with the address. And then um, it's personalized on back with the return address. And, or very important, it's not licked. You don't lick it. It Basically, you tuck um, the back tab in, and it's not licked. Very important. But that is the formula for getting unbelievable response rates. The typical marketing, if you send out postcards, you send out just regular mail, um, you know, bulk mail, the response rate is about anywhere from 1% to 3%. So if you send out a yellow letter, it increases dramatically from 11 to 15%, which is, uh, which is, which is crazy. So now when, when we're dealing, when, we're, when we have the letter, now we know what a letter looks like and what it, how it works. Let's talk about the list because the money is in the list. The money is where, you know, you target, where, where to find these people to send them this letter. Um, one of the best lists that we use, top four list here, our first one is the inheritance list. The inheritance list is people who inherited a property. Now, why is that so great? Why are they motivated sellers? Because first off, they've never owned the property. They didn't purchase the property. And inheritance is almost like found money. Um, they get this property and it has, you know, might have, you know, their, their typical or older type of properties. It might have, uh, AC problems, roof problems, plumbing problems, electric problems, might be, uh, you know, tax issues on the property. Um, you know, it might be a lot of different things that are affecting, might be a distressed property and they just don't want to deal with it and they just want to get rid of it and they want to get rid of it for whatever they can, uh, because it's a burden and it's a long process of, uh, of, of, of for them to go through the, um, that, that process. So inheritance is, there is high motivation for people um, looking to sell their house. You can get the inheritance list from usleadlist.com. Just Google usleadlist.com. Um, you can talk to Lance. He's right on the front of the homepage. Just give him a call. And what he can do is do a search in your particular area um, for leads in, your, in that particular area. Now, you know, so you can you can know exactly how many uh, inheritance leads. Some you know, some counties there's not that many. Um, some counties there's a lot, depending on what cities the, that you live in. But I would definitely include that um, in your marketing. Okay, the next one is absentee investor. An absentee investor is someone who um, has a property. Um, they live out of state, and it's an investment property. Um, they bought it for investment purposes as a rental, per se, and they're out of state. Now, what happens is you can sometimes catch someone where a tenant has moved out or trashed the property or, or they just want to get rid of it and, and they don't want to deal with it. And uh, and then you can come in and, and, and purchase that property from them or actually, you know, tie that property up on a contract so then you can flip it and make a profit. Um, so an absentee investor is great. You can get that at listsource.com, listsource.com. Um, and you're looking for an absentee investor or absentee owner um, with 50% equity, meaning that their loan to value is 50%. Um, and that can, there's a search criteria within uh, list source for allow you to do that. All right. Next one is probate. Probate is great. And um, typically probate, you can find that just search, like search probate leads in Google. Uh, what is probate? Probate is um, someone who does not have a will. A will is typically, um, you know, an inheritance. So someone inherits a property and they have a will and the will or a trust basically uh, tells them what to do with the property. Um, when you go through probate is someone who doesn't have a will or a trust and they go through the legal, uh, you know, basic procedure 
uh, to get that property in their name so then they can turn around and sell it. It takes about a four to six month process um, to actually get um, to, to basically do that, but they usually have attorneys do that. And probate is another one that's very close to, uh, to inheritance where there's not, it's like found money. Uh, to these people so they can turn around and do it. Now, um, so you can go uh, just search uh, Google probate leads. The ne next one is foreclosures or pre-foreclosures, not foreclosures, pre-foreclosures. Pre-foreclosures is the action prior um, to, the, uh, to, the, uh, to the bank taking it to the foreclosure process. You can get that on listsource.com. Pre-foreclosures are great. That's how I got started targeting pre-foreclosures. The issue I find with pre-foreclosures that is that most of the deals are upside down. Okay, upside down meaning they owe more than the property is worth. So with um, pre-foreclosures, what I typically do is I uh, target lists with deed dates, a deed date 1999 and below. Okay, now why do I do that? That's when the original deed was uh or, or the mortgage note um was originated so it's like it would be the like the deed or mortgage note 1999 and below um so you can uh you can you can basically do that search inside list source and what happens is it will pull up um and kind of narrow the list down and, and and if they have you know 10 years or 11 years worth of equity um or paying on that loan then there's a good chance that uh, there's some equity in the property depending on the city or county that you're in all right all right, now with the yellow letter, you can go to, you can write them yourself and you can target these lists. And uh, um, if you're brand new, you have limited funds, I would definitely start with that. You can write them out and you can mail them out yourself and you will get calls. Um, or you can go to yellowletter.com. That's yellowletter.com and you can have them written for you. That's what we do. We just order the list. We send it over to, uh, to yellowletter.com. Uh, Lady by the name of Susan over there. She'll write all the, uh, they'll, they'll have their company write the letters for us. Uh, they'll send them over and they're about a buck 39 a piece uh, to do it. So if you do a hundred, about, you know, $139 um, plus uh, shipping, whatever that is, uh, FedEx shipping to send them down, but that's not bad. And you can send those out and you'll potentially get some deals, you know, off that. All right. Now, when you are marketing for the yellow letter, right? Um, and let's say you now have, you, let's say you've got your list, right? Uh, from list source, let's, let's say it's absentee owners or pre-foreclosures or probates or inheritance, whatever it is. You got your uh, letters, you wrote the letters and now you mail them out. Okay. Now, make sure you have um, on there a local number. Make sure they call a local number. Don't put an 800 number. The response rate will go down. Um, I usually have them call my e-voice number, um, which is just a voicemail service that's local, and they'll email me a MP3 file of the, uh, the voicemail. Um, or you can just use your cell. Use your cell phone, uh, and then just have people call and leave a message. Um, you don't have to change your message at all. It's just a personal message, and you're looking to a purchaser house. So uh, uh, what happens is what, you, what you're going to say is now that you mail those letters, calls are going to start coming in. And I'm going to tell you at first it's going to be nerve-wracking. You're going to be fearful. It's good, you're going to be like, what do I want to say? You're going to be nervous. Um, and, uh, and what I would suggest is you know, I actually have a lead sheet that I use. And, and it basically it has all the information that you need to get from the homeowner. And it works really well. Just Google like lead, you know, um, real estate investing lead sheet if you want. Um, but you, you, uh, it works really well getting information. But I'll tell you exactly, you know, pretty much what we're looking for. Um, now, first thing you want to do is when, when, when someone calls in, you want to take control of the conversation. Okay, um, that that's the first thing because when people call in, they will be curious. That is what the yellow letter does. It um, stems curiosity. Okay. They get this nice little yellow note in the mail. It's handwritten, personalized to them, and personalized to the property address. They will call it. Who is this guy? So they're going to call up, and they're going to say, hey, you know, where would you get my information? You just say, well, the information is public. Are you looking to sell your house? Put it right back on them. Ask a question with a question. Just don't answer the question, and then leave it open-ended, because they will ask you another question. So the secret is, is always to answer a question with asking a question, okay? So someone comes in, just like I said, and said, hey, how'd you get my information? How'd you know I was selling the house? Well, it's public record, you know? Are you looking to sell your house? Well, uh, yeah, potentially, but, you know, who are you? Well, I'm a private investor. I'm looking for properties in specific areas, and, 
and uh, your property must have been in that specific area. Can you tell me about the house? Is it a three-bed, two-bath? Is it a two-bed, two-bath? What is it? And he'll start telling you about the house. And then once you start getting them talking about the property, you definitely want to find out exactly why they are selling. And they'll tell you whether it be, uh, you know, inheritance or they... And then they'll start, you know, they'll start, you know, calming down a little bit and they start talking to you and realizing that you're serious and you want to look at the property and you want to purchase it. So the first, the first key aspect on the phone is to get over that barrier of, um, of, of information where they're, they're trying to control the conversation. Okay, that's the first thing you want to do. And then after that is focus on building rapport. Now, I want you to think of this. They have a problem. Okay, they have a problem property. And you sincerely really are looking to help them out out of their problem, to find a way they can get them out of their problem. Now, if they were going to go list the property with a realtor, um, and then they're going to stick it on the open market. First off, they're going to have to pay realtor commissions. Um, they're going to have to fill out all the disclosure forms. Um, they're going to have to now stick the property on the market. People are going to be tramping through the property um, and look at the property. Now, if the property is in disarray, it's in, uh, it's you know, it's distressed and they, they, they inherited it or it's a probate property, um, I'm sure they don't want to dump in a bunch of money to get the property up to perfect condition. So they're going to have people that are going to come over and start looking at the property. And, uh, and let's say they get an offer. And they get an offer from a buyer. Most of the transactions going on in this market right now are FHA transactions. Those are federally backed loans where a person can come in with 3.5% down. So they get this offer from an FHA buyer. Typically, 90% of the offers that I have seen that have come in ask for concessions. A concession is a 3% concession that they ask for to help with closing costs. That's pretty much standard from the offers coming in. So now you got to pay a, a 6% realtor commission. Now you have a, a buyer, and they're not going to offer market value. If the property is listed for $100,000, they are not going to offer $100,000. <laughs> no, they know it's a buyer's market. They're going to offer below that, sometimes anywhere from 10% below the, the, the below that price. So they might offer on a $100,000 property $90,000, and they're going to come in and ask for concessions, 3% concessions. And then you're going to go, they're going to go into escrow and then they're going to start their what's called inspection period. And they're going to start inspecting the property and they're going to have their uh, home inspector come out there, the termite guy come out there. They're going to do permits on the, you know, looking for the permits on the property. They're going to see if there's anything damaged or wrong with the property and they're going to have like a 25 to 30 page report. And then they're going to give that to you and say, listen, I want everything fixed. <laughs> okay, and let's say now you you know the the uh, the seller goes uh, okay, so he goes fixes everything right, which is going to cost money, um, and then what after they do that, then the uh, loan they're gonna the uh, buyer's gonna get a loan. They're now gonna have to get an appraisal on the property. So now the appraiser goes out there, he looks at it, and there's a chance, a potential chance that the appraisal could come in low, a good chance. So now let's say the appraisal on the property comes in at $80,000. Well, guess what? He can't sell it for ninety, dollars And that appraisal with FHA sticks to the property for six months. Six months. So now he can't sell it for more than $80,000 because now it sticks with the property for six months. Most of the transactions going through are FHA. So now he's stuck with a property that's now $80,000 and it was a hundred and now he still has to pay realtor commissions and concessions and everything like that. If he wants to sell the property that takes about 45, 30 to 45 days. And it is extremely frustrating uh, for a seller to go through that process. I've seen where, where deals get down to the day it's supposed to close and the buyer backs out on a financing contingency and they have to start all over from scratch and start all over marketing again and do the whole process again. I've come in and purchased properties from motivated sellers that have been through that for three and four times and could not sell the property and they are just absolutely completely frustrated. So, what value can you bring to the transaction? Well, you can come in and you're going to come in and offer, you're going to offer a little bit lower, you know, but by the time you take off the realtor commissions and the concessions and the potential appraisal risk and all the fix up and the repairs that have to be done to the property, by the time you do that, you're going to be pretty close uh, to what they would net anyways. 
So you're going to come in on this particular you know potential deal, and you're going to you know offer whatever, say fifty, sixty, seventy thousand, whatever it is, and you're going to be able to tie up the property and then turn around and flip it to a cash buyer that's not going to do inspections, and they're going to close quickly within uh, ten days of actually uh, doing the contract on the on the uh, sell side contract to a cash buyer, and they don't have to have concessions. They don't have to have go through this process, and they'll get the deal done. You will be a savior, an absolute savior. I have videos, uh, testimonials from uh, people um, that I purchase properties to, and they come up. They're giving me hugs at the title company. They go, oh my gosh, thank you so much. It was so great working with you. And they're selling the house below market, and we're making yeah, we're making a profit because we're taking that burden off their back, and they don't have to deal with it. They can just deal with one person. And we can walk them through the process. And if it's done right, you can be successful. They're going to be happy. You're going to be happy. And it's going to be great. Now, I don't know why if I just went off on that tangent. But uh, the bottom line is this, is that when you build rapport with somebody, um, your uh, motivation is to sincerely help them out through the process and help them sell their property. And that is the reason why. So when you're talking to them, they're calling in, you're going to, you want to get the property information. You want to find out their motivation level. How do you find out their motivation level? You ask a simple question. And I've said this before. You ask them, what is the, what, why are you selling? What's the biggest reason you're selling? What do you, what are you looking to sell for? And what happens is they will tell you what the why they're selling what what is the reason they're selling and you can tell that motivation level the other question you want to ask is listen if we could put something together and we could make this work how fast are you looking to sell and if they say immediately i want to if we can put something together i want to sell asap then that is a sign of motivation. If they go, well, you know, you know, I'm, you know, if we, you know, I'm not in any rush, you know, we're just trying to, you know, just try to test the market. You know, if it doesn't work, I'll just turn it into a rental. That is not motivation. Okay. That is not motivation. What I would do then, this is what I do. If I have someone on the phone, I've got the property address, I'm talking to them and I'm building rapport, trying to figure out, you know, if it's a deal or no deal, defining, is it gold? Or is it dirt? This is the process of finding out if it's gold or, is, or if it's dirt. And what you want to do is, is uh, when you're talking to them and they go, and you, you ask them that question, say, listen, if we could put something together, how fast are you looking to sell? And they go, well, you know, I'm just trying to get the best price. Then what I'll do is I'll go on totalviewrealestate.com or you can go to zillow.com or eappraisal.com, any one of those sites that will give you an idea of what properties are worth. And what you're going to do is you're going to look for low comparable sales in that particular. You know, if, if you have three or four things that are going for 140, 150, 160, I would look for something in the you know 70, 80, 90,000 range. And I just do what's called a soft pass on that to test motivation. And I would say, listen, you know, I'm just looking at a site right now and it looks like there are comparable sales. Now, obviously, I haven't looked at your property. I haven't looked at these comparable sales, but I see stuff that's in the 60, 70, 80,000 dollar range. Now, uh, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I haven't done a lot of research. I'm just talking to you on the phone, right? Would you even consider something uh, like that at that type of price? You know, if those were the real numbers, if those were real comparable sales, you know, would you consider? And if they go, oh, my gosh, absolutely not. There's no way. I, I wouldn't sell it less for $170,000. Well, there you go. That's not motivation. Now you don't, you didn't waste your time going out there talking to the person um, you do a soft pass in that. Now, if you have someone and they are saying, listen, I just want to get out of this deal. I'm so sick of it. It's driving me crazy. Our family's fighting about it. I just want to be done with this house. That would be a motivation level. And, and if you, you can do a soft pass on them too, and it'll really give, give you a good idea. I always, pretty much always do a soft pass um, on them. And uh, just like I, I, I said there, and it works great because then you have an idea. Now think about it. If someone says, well, you know, yeah, yeah, 678,000. Yeah, that's, you know, yeah, I guess. I mean, if, that, if that's what the real numbers are, then, you know, I, you know, it is what it is. And I definitely need to sell and get rid of it. So, you know, that now they have motivation. They want to sell quick and they're at a number that's close to make it work for you. So now you can get your real numbers and nail it down. And then you can go out to the property and check it out. Now, I talked about the formula before, the formula on a wholesale property. And we're talking strictly a wholesale. I'm not talking about subject to deals. I'm just talking about straight wholesale deals to sell the cash buyers. Is that 70% of ARV, the after repair value, less repairs equals your sell price. 70% 
of the ARV after repair value, the fixed up repair value, uh, minus repairs equals your sell price minus your profit equals your buy price. Okay, that is the formula that you want to use to be able to purchase properties. That's what you're looking for. Okay, so now the objective after you, after you do a soft pass or you get information like that is to is then now set an appointment. And then after you set the appointment, then you start doing research on the property and getting a good idea. I have set appointments with people, and then I found out the property was upside down, and there's nothing I can do about it, and I'll call them up and I'll cancel or refer them to a realtor that can do a short sale. Um, if that happens, that's okay. All right. I got to get into this, man. We <laughs> I got a lot more information to go, so uh, buckle up. All right. Now let's talk about banded signs. Okay. What you need. You need 18 by 24 inch white corrugated plastic signs. You can get those at signwarehouse.com. And what you're going to do is with banner signs, you're going to place them around neighborhoods where you know cash buyers are buying. Um, okay, and we'll get into that. But let's talk about what you need first. You need 18 by 24 inch white corrugated plastic signs. You can get those at signwarehouse.com. You can get the sign posts at signwarehouse.com as well. You need an untraceable number at evoice or patlive.com, and you need a large black or red Sharpie to write, we buy houses fast for cash. You can do that. We buy houses or sell house fast for cash, call, whatever. Either one of those work. Um, handwritten seems to be the best. Um, I've had them printed out before, and the response rate is way, way better with handwritten signs. Um, they're easy to get. They're, they're, they're are very cost effective and you can put out signs. I, I suggest putting them out on like an early, early Saturday morning and taking them down on Sunday. Um, there are some municipalities that can fine you for putting up signs, but my theory is, you know, there's risk and reward to everything. Um, I'd be willing to pay the fine because I've made tens of thousands of dollars, uh, on bandit signs and they work really, really well. Um, but that's a choice you can make for yourself to determine if you want to do that or not. If you are not comfortable with that, then don't do it. That's all I can say. All right. So you can get eVoice or PAT Live. Now, what to write? We buy houses fast for cash and put your local phone number and write it big. And then the question becomes, where do you put them? Well, when if you've listened to episode 22, episode 22 talks about uh, finding cash buyers. Now, when you start marketing for cash buyers, you're going to, and I gave you a list of questions you can ask uh, these cash buyers. And one of the questions is what part of town do you specifically like to purchase in? And, and they will give you, and now once you've talked to five, 10, 15, 20, 25 cash buyers, you're going to understand that there are certain pockets of your County or your town that they like to purchase in. Well, guess what? That's where you put signs out. You put signs out in those areas because if you get deals in those particular areas, you can put those together and match them up with the cash buyers. You know they're looking in those areas. Like I'll give you an example. We have a historic district down in Alexia, a lot of historic districts down here. But there are buyers that specifically look for the historic district properties, the older properties that can they, they can do full renovation on. Well, we target those areas heavy heavy with um, bandit signs all over the place because we know we have buyers looking for properties in there. And if we have a seller that calls us up, well, then we can put those two deals together. Market where you know people are buying. Put bandit signs where you know people are purchasing properties. Okay. Now, the motivation level with these bandit signs are high. Think about it. Guys are driving down the street. They see a sign on the side of the road. They don't go on the internet. They don't call a realtor. And they call up and say, hey, I got this beat up old rental house. I'm sick of it. I got to get rid of it. And they call you and they want to sell. They typically <clears throat> tend to be um, a, a higher uh, re response rate for um, actually getting a deal done um, for those because the motivation level is definitely there. All right. Um, you want to put the signs out on high traffic corners in those areas where, uh, where the cash buyers are buying. Um, Walmarts are good, too. I mean, Walmarts are great uh, and a place to put out signs as well. Um, now, what information are you looking to get from the seller when someone calls off a bandit sign? It will be the exact same information and the exact same tactic you're looking for when someone calls off a yellow letter. You want to build the report. You want the property information. You want to do the soft pass like we talked about. Um, and your objective is to set the appointment. Okay. Now, um, you know, let's talk about um, Internet marketing. Now, Internet marketing is uh, it's a whole different animal. Because it, 
it takes skills uh, to be able to modify websites, HTML code, and, and stuff like that. Now, the basic theory of, of, of internet marketing, the basic concept of internet marketing is great. Once you have a system set up, it is awesome. Because once you set it up, then it literally runs on autopilot. Now, here's the big picture. You have websites, and you have a website um, for buyers, and you have a website for sellers. And on this website is um, is basically uh, a what's your what you can do, like, you know, we buy houses fast for cash, and it can be bullet points on there. Now, if you want an example, let me, let me, let me make this easy for you so you can see exactly what it is. Go to sell house fast, the number four cash.com, sell house fast for cash.com. That is the squeeze page that we use. Um, and actually, we have hundreds of different squeeze page pages um, and if you listen to uh, episode number 17 it's called Google AdWords Exposed it's exactly how to use Google AdWords which is Google's marketing mechanism um, to drive traffic to your squeeze page it works phenomenally well once you have it set up it runs all the time and it runs on clockwork and you will get leads 24 hours a day seven days a week of people that will go on that website they will fill out a form it's a form on there and on that form They'll be able to click submit, and you will be sent an email on your phone. I get it on my um, my uh, iPhone, and then uh, the email has all the information. It has their name, it has their telephone number, it has their property address, it has the property square footage, and it has the loan amount of what they owe. So on my iPhone, I turn around and I click on the property address. It opens it up in Google Maps, and I can kind of tell exactly where the property is. And then I can copy and paste that address, and then I drop it into Zillow on my iPhone, and then I can tell what the property is worth versus their loan amount. If the property is worth eighty thousand, their loan amount's one hundred and seventy. Well, that's a short sale. If the property's worth, uh, you know, um, eighty thousand, they owe zero. It's free and clear. Well, that's a potential deal. I'll call them right on the spot. I call them within minutes of them hitting the website and filling out that form. And I do that because, think about it, when someone goes online and he, they have a problem, their problem is to sell their property. I got to sell it. I got to sell it fast. They hit our website. They read the, or look at the video on there. There's a video of me, a video testimonial on there. Um, and they fill out that form. They click send. And, uh, and now they're going to download this uh, free book that we give them on the process of selling. Um, what's going to happen is they are still going to click around. They're going to go back and they're going to start looking for uh, ways to solve their problem, to sell their property. Now, if you call them immediately, then what's great about it is, is that they will stop looking. They will stop searching around because you're going to get on the phone and you're going to build rapport. You're going to get the information from them. You're going to talk to them about their property. And guess what? They will be receptive and they will stop searching. A lot of deals that um, that I get, you know, from the from online from the internet, that I'm the only guy. No one else knows about them because I call them immediately, and uh, and uh, and I can I can get the deal. Now there are a lot of other uh, websites out there, but they're the national brands, and what they do is they sell the leads for thirty, forty, fifty bucks a lead, and they set up all the marketing, the campaigns, but they sell them to maybe twenty or thirty different investors. Um, and, and, uh, and then they'll get calls from other investors. Now, a lot, you know, their websites aren't that great. I'm sure they don't convert the best. I know, uh, the website, the sell house fast number four cash that converts like crazy, uh, for two reasons. One, we're giving something away for free. We ask for very little information on the upfront on the form. And number, 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 um, three, I guess, is that there's a video of basically a video testimonial, um, that explains, you know, what we do, which is, which works great. All right, there are hundreds of ways to market online. Once you have your squeeze page set up and you have your thank you page set up, they say thank you for registering, we'll call you shortly. Um, there are hundreds of ways. And you, there is pay-per-click marketing. Pay-per-click is where you pay-per-click. That's the Google AdWords platform. Also, Yahoo has it and MSN has it. Articles, you can write articles. We buy houses, we buy ugly houses, we buy houses, Denver, whatever it is. And you can submit those to article directories They'll be indexed into Google. People do, do searches for it, and they can click on it, and they can see your website and fill out the form. Uh, there's video marketing via YouTube. YouTube is the second largest search engine, and it ranks very high in Google. You can do a quick little video that uh, 
you know, a video testimonial. You can just do a little video that you buy houses in Denver, Colorado, you know, theoretically, and you, it'll post that to YouTube and people will find that. And you can have a link in the description back to your squeeze page so they can fill that out and, uh, and you will get leads that way. And that's for free. Social media. Uh, you can do it through Twitter. Do Twitter search, search.twitter.com, and you can look for people selling their house in your uh, specific location. Uh, Facebook, if you want to do that, you can do Facebook ads, and you can target that specifically to your area. So there's lots of ways to do it. Um, the best and fastest and easiest, simplest way is to set up pay-per-click advertising through Google, uh, Yahoo, or MSN. Okay, now I can't get into all the details. I can just give you a site, for an example. And, uh, and give you the basic concept of exactly uh, how to do it. But to get into specifically setting up a Google AdWords campaign and going in all the check boxes you have to do and how to do that, how to modify HTML, it's very difficult to do. Inside the Flip to Freedom Academy, I will have video tutorials on exactly how to set it up. You will get the templates that I use and I'll show you exactly how to get a domain, how to host a domain, how to upload, how, how to upload it, um, how to modify the HTML tags um, inside of the editor. And I'll tell you exactly how to do it, how to build a form through Aweber, your autoresponder, and exactly how to get that up and live so you can start getting leads uh, through your various sources of marketing. Okay, so here's what you need. You need a squeeze page. You need a thank you page. You need a free giveaway, a giveaway, and I actually give you my giveaway that you can that I wrote that you can use to actually give away to other people. You can just modify it for your local area and put your contact information in there versus mine. Um, and then an autoresponder. An autoresponder is um, an auto email that's set up, um, and that's through Aweber.com. And Aweber is great because what Aweber does is um, is that it allows you to capture the person's information and that will send you that email that we talked about earlier, but also too, it'll put them in a database. And I have one year worth of preloaded messages that I've already wrote that comes out every month and it will automatically follow up with the seller every single month. So let's say, for an example, they hit the website. Maybe we could make something happen. Maybe, maybe, maybe you know, I, I made an offer and the offer is too low. They'll get an email the next month saying, hey, you looking to sell? You know, are you still motivated in selling? You still want to sell? And I get people to email me back. I just got someone to email me back last week, uh, last Friday, where I'm meeting them you know, on Wednesday. And they've had the property on the market. They've had it listed. I came in, the first, my first pass offer I offered of 122000 They were at 195000 you know, for the property. They called me back and said, hey, it's been like six months and they've got to email me from me every single month with this auto email. They called me back and said, I think we're ready to sell now. You know, I've tried it my way. It doesn't work. You know, if you want to talk, please come over Wednesday. I'd love to talk to you. Well, guess what? I will get that property for under 122000 I guarantee it. Because guess what? Market's changed and uh, motivation level has increased. So I will get that property. But guess what? He'll be done with it. You know, it's a, he's an out of state. He's sick of dealing with it. Does he? He's like he's so mad at his realtor for doing nothing. He just wants to. He just want out. He wants to get rid of the thing. Well, I can come in and solve that problem for him. All right. So you need the uh, autoresponders and a domain and hosting, which is uh, you have to obviously have a domain uh, that you can put your your website on and host it. Um, and you can do that through GoDaddy or Bluehost.com. Okay. Like I said, if you wanted to see an example, go to Sell House Fast Forecast, the number forecast.com. You can see what I do there. Now, if you want an HTML editor, HTML editor, go to Composer, K-M-O-P-O-Z-E-R.net. Composer, just uh, Google Composer. It's a free HTML editor. And what you can do is um, you can actually build uh, right through there a website. Now, like I said, in the Flip to Freedom Academy, I will give you um, the templates, and you can just open it up in the Composer, make a couple modifications, and uh, you'll be live uh, on there. All right, so um, uh, we talked about the autoresponder via Aweber. Um, it's going to collect the information. Now, pay-per-click advertising. Pay-per-click advertising is great, and the best is through Google, of course, because they get the highest traffic. Um, and you want to set up a campaign uh, through there. You want know, to set up a campaign for buyers and also a campaign for sellers, uh, which works great. We have multiple campaigns that are going um, all the time, and they're always getting cash buyers, and we're always getting motivated sellers uh, through these different campaigns that we do. All right, now I am going to stop here for this particular episode, and in the next episode, 
I am going to go into uh, detail. So now you have leads coming in for, via internet marketing. You have leads coming in via the yellow letter. You have leads coming in via bandit signs. I gave you the information on what you're looking for, how to find the difference between gold and between dirt, how to know the difference. I also talked about exactly what information you'll need from them, um, how to find their motivation level, how to, uh, you know, to basically get all the information so that the, your objective is on that call is to set the appointment. Now, in the next episode, we're going to talk about what to do on the appointment, what information you need to go on that appointment to get the deal done and negotiating with the seller and getting that contract. And then once we get the contract, the episode after that, we're going to talk about uh, opening a best grow in the process of selling the property fast for cash to your cash buyers and then closing the deal and getting your very first big check, okay? Now, I can tell you, there's a lot of information, um, and it's very difficult to cover in a uh, in just uh, an hour long or hour and a half long, however long this is, podcast, but, but I'm trying to give you as much information as possible so you can take this information, go to work, and start uh, generating leads, which generating deals, and start making some money on this. But the big concept is, is to uh, have all these different leads coming in and leads coming in so you can sort through them um, and make a profit. Now, if you're at a, working in a uh, part-time, or if you were doing this on a part-time basis, you have a full-time job, if you set it up with your eVoice accounts and you do marketing on the weekend, you have internet marketing set up and you have calls coming in via yellow letter or uh, via bandit signs, they can all go to a voicemail and they all go to your eVoice voicemail and you can uh, follow up with these people on your own leisure. You can do it on your lunch break. You can do it after hours. You can get the information from them and set appointments on the weekends. I know people that do do this all the time, so don't worry about working that. And the goal is once you get an appointment, you get the contract and you sell it, you can easily work this around your job and you can get one year's worth of income in the bank as fast as possible. And then you can determine if you want to quit your job or not and uh, and be done with that. All right. Now, to the questions. <clears throat> I had the two questions. The first one was from James uh, about Craigslist. Craigslist has a, a policy in there where you, um, uh, when you set up an account, you have to use an email and you have to ha verify a telephone number. You have to drop in uh, either a cell phone number and they'll text you or drop in a landline and they will call you. Um, now, what happens when you uh, post stuff on Craigslist, if you post the same ad over and over and over and over and over and over again, they will warn you and they could potentially kick you off for po posting the same ad over and over and over again. Now, if they do kick you off, it's easy to get another email. You can just get one with Yahoo or Google, you know, Gmail or whatever, uh, Hotmail. Um, but for a telephone, well, it's not that easy to get multiple telephones. Now, I mean, you could have your, you know, your wife's uh, cell phone or your cell phone. You can have your home phone. You have a friend's phone or whatever it is. The bottom line is, is that uh, is that how you avoid that is not posting the same ad over and over and over and over again. Post if you're posting for cash buyers or you're posting for a property that you're trying to sell, um, do it maybe once or uh, three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But then change the ad up. Don't do the same ad Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Do a different ad on Monday, a different ad on Tuesday, and a different ad on Wednesday. Don't put the same title. Don't put the same body put it different but with the same concept marketing for cash buyers okay now if you rotate those that means you'll have a different ad you know that comes out every week and then just modify it from there same thing with properties if you're going to post a property on there post a property twice a week but modify it and change it uh, so you're not posting the same ad and then you will not have a problem I, I, I have you know I've only had one problem with Craigslist and that's because I posted the same ad over and over and over and over again and uh, then I realized, well, that doesn't work. <laughs> you know, it was an obstacle. And then uh, I went around and just modified the ads. And I have, have not had a problem since from doing that. All right. The next question is from Corey Smith. And his question was um, on a subject to basis. Okay. If you have a property that's subject to, he's looking to try to find out into the mindset of a buyer who's buying a subject to property. Um, what's the benefit? for the end buyer by doing this type of deal on a subject to. Well, think about this. When you have a subject to, you're buying the property and you're leaving the existing loan in place from the seller. I'll give you an example. Let's say you have a $100,000 property and the seller owes $90,000, but they have a good loan on it. They have a 30-year fixed at, let's say, 5.5% interest rate. 
Now, what you can do is now that property doesn't have a lot of equity. In our example, it's $10,000 of equity. Now, that wouldn't fit the wholesale model, but it would fit the subject to model. Now, what type of buyer is going to be, you know, love this deal? Well, first off, <clears throat> if you negotiate it with the seller correctly, then um, you're going to negotiate to leave that existing loan in place for anywhere from three to five years. You're going to negotiate to give the seller maybe a couple thousand dollars, two or three thousand dollars, which which works a low down uh, to the seller. So now your deal that you have set up is you have a deal to where there's a ninety thousand dollar loan on it, and five let's say five and a half percent interest rate. And it's a thirty year fix, and you negotiate to keep that loan in place uh, four or five years. Okay, um, and you're going to give the seller two thousand dollars. So now you can turn around and package that up and market to the property to the buyer. That's, what we're, that's who's, who he's wanting, is the buyer. Now the buyer is now, let's say they're going to come in with $12,000, okay, or $13,000, $1,000 for closing costs. Ten to, let's call it $13,000. They're going to come in with that money, of which $2,000 is going to go to the seller, $1,000 is going to go to closing costs, and then you will walk away with a $10,000 profit for putting the deal together. Now, the buyer is now going to own the property. They're going to be on title, and now they're going to have a loan in place uh, that they're going to pay directly to a servicing company or directly to the bank. The servicing company is what the title company will set up to service that loan, um, and then or they can pay it directly to the bank. Now, what's the, uh, what, what's the advantage for the buyer? Huge, huge. I'm going to tell you what it is, is that they don't get their credit pulled. I mean, think about it. There are people right now in this marketplace that their credit's not that great, right? But they do have cash down payments. And and they might be self-employed. I mean, right now to get a loan in this marketplace is pretty difficult. <laughs> it's pretty difficult. If, you, if you're a conventional buyer, you're going to have to come in with 20% down. Um, and you're going to have to have at least a 700 plus credit score. And you can't be self-employed unless you get two years of documented income via tax return. So that's the loopholes you have to go through dealing with a bank to try to get a loan on the property. But if you negotiate to leave the loan in place for five years, now a person can come in. They can put their down payment. They don't have to worry about credit check. They don't have to worry about appraisal. They don't have to worry about that hassle of the hoops they have to jump through. So they're going to get into a property and purchase a property at one of the best times ever. The seller is going to be able to get out of it because if they try to turn around and stick it on the market, they're going to have to come out of pocket with cash to get out of it. We went through that whole scenario. So basically, you're putting to do together. You're putting to do the two together. It's going to be a win for the buyer because they're going to get in the property and a win for the seller so they can get out of the property and they can move on. Now, what happens after the five years? Well, the buyer will either A, have to sell the property to pay off that loan. They'll have to refinance the property to pay off that loan. Um, or they can renegotiate with the seller at that time to keep the loan in pace for longer, which you know I, I wouldn't recommend. I would either pay it off or refinance it at that time because they're going to have it five years worth of history on that loan. Hopefully the uh, market values will increase and hopefully they, uh, they worked on their credit so they can refinance at that time. If not, they are obligated to either pay it off, sell it, or do whatever. Or they can just pay it off cash if they want to. Right? Just write a check for it and pay it off cash if they'd like. So that's their obligation after five years. What does the seller get? The seller gets to move on and not have to deal with the payments anymore. And they can move on to whatever next level that they want to do knowing that the property is being paid. The credit is, you know, is being fine. Now, what if a what if a a seller has two houses? They have this house, and they go buy another house. But now they have to get rid of the first house. Well, now they have to make two mortgage payments. Well, that's a lot of stress on someone. If they can get a couple thousand dollars and get out of the deal, and then not have to worry about making two mortgage payments, that is a huge motivation for someone uh, to get out. So, if you can solve that problem for them, you'll be a hero. Okay. Now, let's talk about um, failure. Okay. I always end, uh, these episodes with a quote and let's talk about failure. See, it depends how you look at failure. You know, um, you can look at failure two different ways. Okay. You can look at a failure as, as something that, um, is the end all be all. Now, how could you fail in real estate? Well, you could fail in real estate as you take the lead and you blow the lead. And guess what? That might happen. People calling in and just you might just, they'll be mad at you, you know, whatever. You might say something wrong. That's okay. 
That might be a failure. A failure might be going to a meeting with a buyer, uh, I mean, meeting with a seller, and now you sit down and you don't know what to say, and you're 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 fumbling, and you're 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 out of your element, <laughs> and you leave without the contract. That might be a failure. Um, what's another failure? Uh, maybe you try to sell the property, you know, and you tie it up, and you're excited about it. You think you have a great deal, but then you turn and try to sell it, and you can't sell the property, and now you have to back out of the deal. That could be a failure. See, I have this quote. And it's from Michael Jordan. I want you to listen to it. I found it, and it's uh, it's great because now Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player. I mean, Kobe Bryant's pushing him, but but uh, Michael Jordan is by far the best basketball player in our history. And I just want you to hear what he has to say about his failures. I missed more than nine thousand shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed. So that is Michael Jordan on failure. He has failed thousands of times. I mean, think about it. He has the game winning shot on his shoulders the stadium the auditorium everything is i mean every, i mean the coliseum <laughs> everybody is looking at him the basketball the coaches they they sweat for an entire game the coach says okay michael the ball's going to you we're going to we're going to we're going to take it out of bounds we're going to give you the ball and we want you to win the game for us and you have everybody in the Coliseum, you have everybody in ESPN, all the news cameras, everybody, and they give him the ball. He shoots, and he misses. That, I mean, think about that. I mean, if you were him, and you had the pressure of everybody looking at you, the team on your back, and you played so hard all, and you have one shot to make it, and you shoot, and you miss, and it bounces off the rim, what happens to the crowd? They're just like, oh, no. And there's just such disappointment there. And the crowd leaves and, the, and, and the, everyone's bummed out. And he has to go walk down the tunnel back to his teammates knowing that he missed that final shot for that game-winning tip uh, for, for them to win the game. That is a lot of pressure. That is failure. But he says those failures is why he's a success. See, if you look at failures as the end-all, be-all, then they'll just be failures. If you look at failures as a stepping stone of getting better and getting more information and learning from that, so then the next time you can succeed, that is what it's all about because you're growing. So listen, don't worry about it. Don't worry about failure. Look at each stepping stone that you do. The appointment that you go on and you blow it with a motivated seller. It could be a great deal, but you blow it. You leave that appointment, you go in your car, and you sit and you say to yourself, driving home, you say, listen, how could I make that better? What could I have done better in that situation that I could have closed the deal? And you write that down, and it's called the little nugget of learning. And you write that down. And then you keep that. And then the next appointment, guess what? You're going to use that and you're going, to, you're going to get better at your next appointment. On a phone call, you get phone calls coming in. If you blow it, maybe they take control of the conversation and they, and, and they go, oh, you know, you're just trying to steal my house. I've heard that. How many times I've heard that? It happens. How could you take control of the situation? You could take control of the situation or learn from that failure uh, by asking the right questions and having a sincere interest in how you can help them out. You know, if people I know that are not um, motivated enough to sell, I'll just, you know, I'll just tell them, say, hey, listen, I've got some great realtors you can, I can refer you to. You know, I suggest that you just, you know, just sell it on the open market. That'd probably be the best thing for you uh, to get the most amount of money. Because honestly, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm maybe I'm not your guy. You know, I'm maybe I'm the guy that's going to come in and I'm going to solve the problem. I'm going to solve it quick and I'm not going to ask you for a lot of stuff. But I am an investor and I'm looking for a discount. And that's just straight up. So I might not be your guy. But you might have a realtor that can try to sell it for top price. If for some reason they can't, give me a call. I'd love to work with you. 
If you're straight up with people like that, then they will be uh, happy to do business with you, and they won't get mad or angry um, that you're coming in with uh, lower numbers um, right from the start. So you can learn from those failures, you know, and learn from it and jot it down in your in your journal or whatever it may be on your phone, and uh, those nuggets and get better and better and better. See, there is no failures. There is none. It's just learning experience. So when you start doing this business, you're gonna you're, there's a learning curve, and a learning curve um, about being brand new, and then there's gonna be a learning curve about marketing. There's gonna be a learning curve about talking to motivated sellers, negotiating deals. That learning curve you'll go through. But think about it. Once you're, you're at the top of the learning curve and you've been doing it as long as I've been doing it then guess what? There's no fear and there's no failure because everything is just a learning experience. There are some, some things that I would do you know, in real estate that I wouldn't do today and I learn from it. Not because I look at them as massive failures. I look at them because, you know, hey, guess what? I'm gonna, I would do it different. You know, I would just do it different. So things happen. And I know for a fact that, that uh, if you look at it like that, then each stepping stone will be growth. Versus, uh, you know, versus taken away from it. All right. So uh, next episode, we're going to get into detail on how to, to uh, get the contract and negotiate. I love this part. This is the best part. I love negotiating with motivated sellers. And stay tuned for your email because I'm launching flip2freedom.com. I got some great uh, spreadsheets for you coming out. I got some great um, uh, videos coming out for you. Uh, some great free content that is just going to blow you away. And it's uh, I've been uh, working on it. And I hope you're going to love it. But um, stay tuned for your emails. Definitely check that. And until next week, I wish you ultimate success in your real estate investing career. Take care and God bless.